Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this is what you wanted, this is what you've been waiting for, and it is upon us. The first televised episode of When Discussion Strikes with your host, the most handsome, the kind of slim now, <laughs> Titus Peoples. But I am not alone. I too have brought a great friend with me, and it was only right. We had a very interesting summer together. Yes, we did. And it's only right that I bring him on the first televised episode of When Discussion Strikes. Ladies and gentlemen, the future of the film industry, a great friend of mine, talented writer and director, Matt Vancini. Thank you, thank you for having me. Yes, so Matt, before we go into what we worked on this summer. Yes. That very long, stressful, hot summer. Yes, yes. <laughs> let's just go back to the beginning. Because you're a writer and director, bro. Am I right? Yes, I am. And editor. And editor, editor. excuse yes. me. The triple threat. <laughs> He's the white Jamie Foxx. <laughs> like, you know, triple threat. So, but before we go into our interesting summer together, um, how did your film journey begin? Like, what was the first film that you've seen and what was the first film that made you say okay this is something that i can do hey i want to do this explain it to me well the first movie that i saw was monsters inc actually when i was a little kid or at least what i remember just going far back um <coughs> sorry, sorry um the film that really like inspired me and made me want to become a filmmaker was Interstellar by Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Great man. Uh, Shout out to Chris. I remember I used to be like only watching like Marvel movies and stuff and they said Age of Ultron trailer was coming out at the Interstellar screenings. So that's the only reason why I saw that movie. Whoa, but okay. it was a life-changing movie and from that point forward I started looking into like film schools because I just felt like a certain way after that movie and I thought it's like so cool that you can make people feel like that okay okay so like yeah man like as we briefly spoke before like you know what i mean i'm a little older but like the generational gap is crazy because the first film that i can honestly say that i know i seen was drop dead fred like and anybody that's seeing this or like hearing this on on the platforms know drop dead fred is a old ass movie and me and Matt are not that much older and like age and stuff like the age is not that far apart. But I guess when, in, when you're talking about film, there's a big generational gap. Mm -hmm. Matt, I was already a grown ass man when I saw Monsters <laughs> Inc. Like, like, I already had facial hair, like, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. had a couple of girlfriends. Like, like I was already a man by the time <laughs> Monsters Inc. came out. But like, yo, that's dope though. Mm -hmm. And then like, you did a little something back in your high school days, mm -hmm. like, you know what I mean? I, too, am a fan of monsters and things, mm -hmm. so we're just going to talk about this little project that you directed that has 3,000 views right now on YouTube. Shout out to them 3,000 views. <laughs> we're going to talk about that Dracula project. So yeah. what was your interpretation on that Dracula project, and why Dracula? Well, uh, I was in a film class in high school, and our final project of the year, we had to make a short film based on a book. Mm. So everyone's doing like all these like boring books, but we were like, why don't we just do Dracula because that's a book. 
Bram so, Stoker. Shout out yeah. to Bram Stoker's family because we can't shout him out because like you know like, he dead like you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah. Uh, so it was four of us. Mm. I was the writer. I wasn't director. My friend Ian was writer. I'm uh, director. And oh, uh, oh, my microphone. Microphone falls okay. off, but the show never okay. ends. Okay, we're good. Like uh, my boy Puff Daddy said, whatever happens, keep the cameras rolling. Baby, the cameras are still rolling. Yeah. All right, so talk about okay. Yeah, so get back. So, to um, yeah, we filmed exterior shots at an abandoned mental home in mm. Middletown, New York, which was really scary. All right, all right. So we got those good exterior shots, and yeah, we brought it into the class. And like everyone was showing their like their little short films, but then we brought in Dracula and right. wowed everyone. Alright, so did your teacher have any gripes about y'all going to like this abandoned mental <laughs> hospital? Like was there like safety precautions? Because like you're still a kid at this time, mm -hmm. so I could just um think that her state of mind was like, Okay, you guys shouldn't yeah. have did that, but it's a dope film, but you should have got mm -hmm. some consent, like, you know. Yeah. <coughs> Um, yeah, uh, we're, like, he wanted us to film at the school, but we knew we couldn't get, like, the right film if we filmed there, because it's Dracula, you can't film Dracula at a school. Yeah, exactly. So, um... Unless you're doing Twilight, and you weren't doing Twilight, yeah. so... Nah, but that's dope, though. So, now for the main event. Fast forward. Young Vancini has graduated from his Dracula days. Yes, I have. He is now a student at DFA. He graduated. And now there's this project called The Cattle Farmer. Yes. Explain to the people, without going into details, what and why. Because I was executive producer on a project, and I'm still kind of confused <laughs> at the time. Because when people ask me about The Cattle Farmer, I just be like, yo, bruh, just think a very, very psychological version of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> well, I'm very influenced by, like... We're without the chainsaws, obviously. Mm -hmm, yeah. <laughs> I'm very influenced by, like, the modern horror scene that's sort of going on right now, like Hereditary, Midsummer, yes, The Witch. Yes, we spoke about Hereditary yeah. and how much that movie scared the shit out of us. So I wanted to make sort of, like, a non-traditional horror movie and just, like, away from, like, the jump scares and more of like a psychological like disturbing movie so the cattle farmer is a story about a foster boy who gets adopted into a family and everything starts to go wrong from there and very wrong from there wow and then right for the audience that is tuned in i jumped on this project because when matt pitched the idea to me i thought it was a phenomenal project and i still do think it's one of the greatest projects that a student from DFA has worked on. Like, and, and this is his feature film, like, you know what I mean? But my grandmother, like, this story, like, it stuck with me because my grandmother, for many years, she was a foster parent. A lot of people don't know. Shout out to my grandmother. You know and I mean, shout out to Grandma Dukes, you know what I mean? She held it down for the whole community of Harlem. Like, she's retired now, chilling, laid back, <laughs> Kool-Aid drinking, you know what I mean? She chilling. Shout out to you, Grandma. But yeah, 
she raised a lot of foster children. So like, you know, and they came from many different walks of life. So when you said foster care, I was like, oh wow, I know this story all too well. And then right, there's also the dark side to the foster care world. Cause if you probably watch the news or get like these articles that you may read online or in a newspaper, that kids get abused in the foster care mm -hmm. system also. So like there's the good and the bad that happens with this whole foster family group home situation thing. So it was just a great story to <coughs> put a psychological horror twist on it. And like you did an excellent job. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, yeah, man. So, um, how was it working with the cast? Like, you know, like shout out to Phil, like, yeah. you know, everybody. Let me try to name everyone. There's nine. Okay. Phil, Jake, Hannah, Katie, Connor, Ian, Bettina, Doug. Did I say Ian? Yes. Who am I missing? Like you're missing somebody. Who am I missing? Who am I missing? Um, <laughs> like we said Hannah, right? Yes. Okay, let me do try it again. Yeah, okay. Let's try it again. Phil, Jake, Connor, Ian, Hannah, Doug, Bettina. Oh, Brooke. 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 Yes, she's wonderful. And then I forget? It was Brenda, Letitia, Cinda, Felicia. <laughs> like, that, you may not know where that's from, but that is from a DMX song. <laughs> but yeah, so like, these are all phenomenal actors mm -hmm. and actresses that and we And shout out with. to Kyle, Nooch, and Ali, and Titus yes. for all helping Matt, out on this Cutter, film. everybody. Like, we made this film over the course of the summer, the very hot summer, and like, I feel this movie's going to change for mm -hmm. us, man. Like, this is really, really something that we work passionate on. And then now, that leads into, like, my other question. Like, how is it as an indie filmmaker? Like, you know, <laughs> like, is it stressful? Yes. Yeah. Have you looked in your reflection and seen any gray hair yet? Because I know I have. Like, you know. Um, it's going to happen soon, for sure. Yeah, so, <coughs> and like... I often talk about the big boy sandbox and a little kid sandbox. Like, even mm -hmm. though we all playing in a big boy sandbox, this is a very different big boy sandbox. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? This isn't, I mean, this is the independent film sandbox, like, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, like, there's a lot of crabs in it just all trying to um, climb over each other. So, like, where do you fit in that? Like, um, I'm just trying to squeeze my way in. Uh, it's really hard because being. 21 it's really hard to be taken seriously as a filmmaker so it's like just trying to get people to watch it and trying for distributors to watch it and so it's mainly about festivals and getting into festivals because mm. that's the best way to show people your films most definitely let's not forget clerks first screened at a film festival yep shout out to my boy kevin smith yep. kevin we got a link bro kevin we definitely got a link <laughs> And um, so, like, where do you see the future of film industry, of the film industry? And <coughs> let's talk about something very important. Like, that's definitely going to change in a bit. To all my independent guys out there, well, this goes for film, music, television. This is all about the change. We have to talk about distribution. The future of distribution yes. is going to be digital. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So guys get on board get tech savvy create your own <coughs> platforms 
get into some kind of photo coding because you're going to need to know how to do this stuff in order to play in that sandbox and that big boy sandbox too so like Matt like where do you see like the film industry in the next 10 years man um alright so like you're um 21 right yes so, so when in 10 years when I'm 31 yes. what's it gonna be like um I mean I hope theaters don't die out because there's nothing like going to a nice movie theater most definitely. Watching a nice movie. Nice recliner seat. Mm -hmm. um, Don't put your bag on the floor because there's mice in there. But like, you know, yeah, I've worked there. I've seen mice. Yeah, sure. um, I don't see it dying out, but I do see Netflix becoming a lot more popular. They're going to definitely like run the Oscars soon. You, it's already happening like with Scorsese's new movie on Netflix and Marriage Story is coming out on Netflix. And those are like two big Oscar runners or hopefuls this year. So, I feel like theaters are going to be still a thing, but not as popular. Like, not at all as popular, which is sort of sad. But You know what? I agree with you, but I think the people that are going to go to the um, films and go see them are people that really actually like that experience. Mm -hmm. But, like, the way I see the film industry going in the next 10 years... Like, um, I just turned 32, so in the next 10 years, I'll be 42, hopefully on my third wife, like, you know, my five kids all the way at school, because I don't want nobody in the house. I'm walking around with a large thing of Hennessy, just looking at my Oscars and my awards, like, ah, all my kids do is ask me for money. These divorce settlements are kicking my ass. So at 42, where I see the film industry, is I feel all these big cable companies mm -hmm. are going to take over these um, platforms. Like, you know how, like, you have Hulu mm -hmm. and all that stuff? Like, you have them on now. But say if you have Comcast, like, you can have Hulu. But you can't have the other platforms because, like, they're sanctioned to, like, other companies. Mm -hmm. So I feel that the um distribution game is is going to change because like these big cable companies are going to tap into these platforms and be like okay you're oh. going to stream this and the same thing with like all these other big production studios like they're going to start signing deals with all these other companies so like their films can only be shown on that platform so if you wanted to see a sony film that's like a film that's done by sony will only be like hypothetically shown on like Hulu. It won't be shown on like any other mm -hmm. platform. So uh, Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, so I definitely see where that's going. Something interesting that just happened is Netflix bought a movie theater to show their Netflix original movies. Yeah, exactly. So like that just goes to show you that it's slowly happening now. Slowly happening now. <coughs> so um Sorry, I keep on coughing. Nah, bro, like, trust me, I <laughs> just got, got over a cold. Sometimes. I literally <coughs> just got over a cold. Literally just got over a cold. I made it out here, though, so. Yes, sir. So that matters. So, um, what else? How, um, like, how do you see, like, 40X? Like, you know, I'm a big 40X fan. Like, you know what I mean? What is the future of that? Like, you know, how do you see I've never special been to one, effects? Actually. But... I don't, I just like watching a traditional movie. I don't mm. like, I know like, I feel like that's. Very traditional guy, young yeah. but traditional. <laughs> I like. 
Benjamin Button also. I don't even like the recliners that much anymore. You don't like the recliners? I feel like it takes away from the theater experience, sort of. I just want to just... Bro, I am super privileged. <laughs> Ever since I got my feet on a recliner chair, I have not gone <coughs> to any theater that does not have a recliner seat. And to all my friends, shout out to my boy Kurt, my boy Brandon, <coughs> my boy Jose, Mike. They know. Do not invite me to the movies <laughs> if the seat don't recline. I I don't know. I like the recliners. Don't get me wrong, but I, I just don't like the 3D lad. I will say this: like they have to work very very hard on their 3D and to make it more crispier yeah. and make the colors pop. Mm -hmm. Cause I did not enjoy my 3D experience when I went to go see Godzilla. The first Godzilla. I feel they did a very good job when they color corrected everything for the second film. Mm -hmm. But like that first 3D experience for the um, first Godzilla, I did not enjoy that at all. <coughs> I don't really see 3D movies anymore because, I don't know, I just feel like it's more of just like a marketing thing for movies to make more money. Last 3D movie I saw was, maybe I just had a bad experience, but I saw the last Harry Potter mm. in 3D and it just wasn't really much different from regular except you have to wear an extra pair of glasses Most so definitely. i don't yeah. know not the biggest fan of movie add-ons or whatever you want to call it but i totally agree with you and to all my people out there making movies doing that <coughs> i have to make this psa please under no circumstance think that putting your movie in 3d is going to make it any better <laughs> if it's doodle in 2d it's just going to be doodle in 3d like you know like, do not, like, <laughs> waste your money <coughs> with that extra tech and extra time putting it in 3D because it's just going to be a bad movie mm -hmm. in 3D. Agreed. Instead <laughs> of having a bad movie in 2D, now you got a doodle movie hopping. Unless we're talking movie. about Spy Kids. Yeah, like, you know, so. That's the, that's the standard for 3D movies. <laughs> yes. Yes, Spy Kids <laughs> is the standard for 3D movies. They actually <laughs> use 3D very, very well. Shout out to Spy Kids. Yes, let's make the reboot. Yo, listen, man. A dark it? Spy Kids reboot. Yo, bro. A24. A24. Shout out to A24. Yes. A24 is very, very... Oh, Adam Sandler's new movie. That movie's going to be yeah, incredible. I didn't, I didn't get a chance to see it, but it's going to be so good. Yo, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. So, um... Matt, future projects, like anything you're working on, anything you want to tell the people? Yeah, I'm not going to say much, but I do have a script done for my next feature film. All I would say is it is ten times more messed up than The Cattle Farmer. Bro, and just when you thought it couldn't get any worse than The Cattle Farmer, just, just when you thought it couldn't get any worse <laughs> than weird shit going on in Foster Care Home, like... It's about to get more freakier, more demented, and more sick. And at a different time period. That's the other thing I'll say. It is a period film. Okay. This is, it that's is all I'm going to say, though. Okay. So, the ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> you heard it first. There's a movie that's coming out. It's going to be way more crazier than The Cattle Farmer. It's going to be demented. So, get ready. <laughs> like, you know. So, how do you feel about cameras like oh like let's talk about the tech aspect mm -hmm. yeah because i was actually like you're a big like camera guy also mm -hmm. too like so what's your favorite camera to use i was just thinking about this this morning um i really like using the red but i really want to switch over to film when i have the right money because mm. i as much as i love a good looking film i like story a lot more 
and I feel like the story is more focused on if it's shot on film. I don't know if that makes sense, but no, 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 that does make. Because I feel sense. like if you're shooting on like one of those nice, like clear lensed cameras, like everyone's like looking at the cinematography, like oh, the cinematography is amazing. But if you're shooting on like a like 16 millimeter, yeah, I like 16 millimeter a lot or 35 millimeter. You get more of like a grainy look, and it's just I don't know. The story sort of pops out more. All right. So if you got a phone call right now. <coughs> from any director to work with, who would you want to work with? And I think I know the answer to this, because like you talk about him a lot. Like he's one of your biggest influences, Wes Anderson. Yes, I was just gonna say Wes Anderson. See, I know this. See, I know this. Though. See, I spent a lot of time with Matt, so I know this. Yeah, I just think he's a genius, and I my work is nothing like his work, but I just really feel like he has his own unique flavor and he just makes stuff like no one else makes and I really like aspire to be like that. Mm. So if I got the phone call right now to work with anybody, it would have to be Guy Ritchie. I like Guy Ritchie a lot. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I like his, I like his style. Like he has a very, very urban like style of filmmaking. It's very street, like, you know. It's kind of grungy looking, mm -hmm. but very smooth at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the back alleys, people mm -hmm. getting beat up, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So shout out to Guy Ritchie. Oh, and shout out to whoever texting me and doing <laughs> anything right now on my show. Shout out to that sound effect, you know. Shout out to Android for bestowing that sound effect oh, on yeah. my show. <laughs> but yeah, um, Martin Scorsese made a little announcement <laughs> talking about my MCU movies like and I felt the kind of way so do you feel I the superhero genre is destroying the film industry and be perfectly honest like you know I sort of stand in the middle a little bit more towards old Marty oh wow <laughs> uh, I feel like there's a big difference between like some films I mean my main argument is that the two shouldn't even be compared. Like, they're totally different. Like, you can't compare, like, Endgame to Hereditary. Like, it's it like comparing, like, lobster to, like, candy. Exactly. Like, like, you can't, like... So I feel like the argument doesn't even need to be made in the first place. And it's just... I don't know. It's just stupid. Like, just... Listen, let If you want to watch Marvel movies, you watch Marvel movies. Exactly. If you don't like them, you don't watch them. Yo, I tell people, life is like going to the grocery <coughs> store. You get what you want, and you go. Like, yeah. you pay for the bread. Cause like, you don't worry what other people want. Just Yeah, stop looking at other people. <laughs> just worry about part. yourself. Like, if I'm walking down aisle six, and you see nothing but Captain, you see <coughs> Iron Man, you see the Hulk, like, that's the stuff that I'm into, and that's the stuff that I'm going to buy. You stick to your gluten-free bread over there and, and you know, just mind your business. Mm -hmm. Martin Scorsese is <coughs> entitled to his um, opinion. He's a GOAT in this industry. He's worked very, very hard to get where he has to go. Definitely. But to slam a genre of film and saying that, oh, it's oversaturating the industry doesn't make any sense because people are paying money to go see these films. Yeah. And that people are paying for the experience. He probably hasn't even seen a Marvel movie. <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> right. And then to say that about superhero films and then be 
at one point tied to the Joker mm -hmm. film is actually kind of strange. Yeah. Like, I was just like, huh? He, um, he's just from a different generation than a like very different generation. He where? comes from the Mean yeah. Streets. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Mean Streets. That is a phenomenal Martin Scorsese movie. Mean Streets is dope. My favorite film by him is Shutter Island. Shutter Island was incredible, too. Like, yeah, so Matt, like, we're getting close to the end of this first great show, man. Clap it up for this show one more time, man. Like, yeah, man, so. But I just want to get into something, because we briefly spoke about this off camera <coughs> plenty of times. Shout out to the cough, like, you know what I mean? Yep. Like, shout out to the special sound effects that's being added to my show, like, you know. <coughs> seeing this, oh, every time I laugh, dad, I cough. Like, you saw his cough, dad, <coughs> like, incredible. Like, <laughs> um, let's talk about your top 10 films over the last 10 years. Okay, I have a list. I'm gonna open it down oh, here. We got a list. Okay, we gonna see. so we start with my let's start at the bottom. Okay, oh, wait, so one being up. the best, and then 10 yeah, being 10. All right, so I mean, they're all my favorite films of the decade, okay, but just some are than the others okay so number 10 is wes anderson's grand budapest hotel okay great which movie. is really good movie uh number nine is birdman birdman which is love that movie not to be mistaken with the ceo of cash money entertainment but you know shout out to birdman number eight is manchester by the sea which okay. came out three years ago i think mm. number seven is hateful eight tarantino Hateful8, great movie number six is call me by your name which came out last year Number five is Moonrise Kingdom by Wes Anderson. Number four, a lot of people are surprised by this, but 10 Cloverfield Lane. I okay. really love that movie. Uh, number three, It Follows. Yes, oh my goodness. Yes. It Follows is an incredible it's movie, amazing, bro. yeah. Number two is Hereditary. Oh my and number one is A Ghost Story. Oh, A Ghost Story and Hereditary back in the acquired back. taste. Oh my goodness, bro. <laughs> A ghost story is, oh, yo, that <laughs> movie, bro, kept me up at night. Hereditary, bro, her, that movie was so scary. I, I would wake up out my seat, sleep at 2 o'clock in the morning thinking <coughs> about Hereditary. Me too. Like, yeah. yo, this I movie. I barely is, slept the night after. Like, it was just, like, so real that it was, like, hard to, like, let it sink in. Yo, and then that's, that's a true horror film. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm over the jump scares. I'm over the whole kids in the woods, guy with the mask, with the knife. That's so 1985. And I shout out to the 80s. <laughs> the 80s yeah, yeah. It was good. Yeah, it was great back then. But, but I feel like yeah. we're living in, like, the perfect time because, like, I feel like horror is coming back now with, like, the, with, especially with, like, A24. They're bringing out these, like, new horror movies. And Most definitely. They're always, like, mind-blowing and... We're just like all these young directors are starting to make these horror movies and like Jordan Peele. Yeah, because I don't want to be scared anymore because mm -hmm. scares are whack. Like, you know what I mean? Once it happens, it's over. I want to be disturbed. Mm -hmm. Hereditary disturbed me. Like, you know what I mean? I'll be sitting down talking to, to, I'll be sitting down talking to somebody and then the only thing I could think about is hereditary. Like, I'm waking up out my sleep at 2 o'clock in the morning thinking I see things crawling on a wall and stuff like that because of hereditary. Mm -hmm. Definitely. <laughs> that movie is very, very disturbing. Anybody that has seen hereditary. Did you see Midsummer? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Midsummer. Yo, shout out <coughs> to my boy Cutter. Cutter told me he thought it was funny. Cutter <laughs> said he was dying laughing in a movie theater. Spoiler alert. 
when they put the guy in the suit with the skin of the bed and set him on flames and all that, Cutter said he burst out and laughed like he was watching the Def Comedy Jam. He might need to get a. <laughs> he might to be checked out, see if he's okay mentally. <laughs> yeah, man. But like, yo, there you have it, everybody. We are done with the first episode. Oh yeah. Of when discussion strikes, I'm your host Titus Peoples, and you can follow Matt. Matt, drop your Instagram and stuff. At Matthew Vincini. At Matthew, <laughs> at Matthew Vincini, and you can follow me. At I am Titus Peoples. Links will be on on all platforms. So guys, thank you for tuning in. And thank you for having me. Yes, sir. It was a pleasure. Pleasure. Our show is over. Tune in to next time, people. Yeah.